Let's have prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that no power of hell, no scheme of man would ever stand in the way of your blessing for us. And this morning, we ask that you will personalize a message for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, Triad. Morning. My wife is here. Where's my wife at? You stand, baby. You say hi to everybody. What's up? We miss you guys. God bless you. Thank you for the music today. Can we give a hand to the music? It's a fantastic music. Of course, I love your church. I love your pastor. I love your, your people. And this morning, I would like to talk to you about prayer. Now, for many, prayer is like calling your mom. You know you should, but you don't really. And you feel bad about it. There are two constant prayer perspectives that I hear preached in churches. And I don't think that neither of them are helpful in our spiritual growth. The first one is you ought to be praying more sermons that leave you thinking to yourself, man, I ought to be praying more. I, I've yet to find a Christian that when I talk to them about prayer, they tell me, I pray enough. In fact, God has told me not to pray so much. <laughs> like I overwhelm heaven with my prayers. Most of the time, it's like exercise. I know that I should, but I don't. On the other hand, connected to this first one, is you hear testimonies about answers to prayer that you've never experienced so you think there's something wrong with you you hear for example of people who preach and say yeah i was praying this week and in my two hours of prayer and you're like what, what wait what you you pray for two hours like how do you how do you do that without spacing out because i'm like at 60 seconds and that's like my record <laughs> before i have to <laughs> stand up and walk around so is there an encouraging way to think about prayer what if the point of prayer was not our petitions being answered but God's presence being experienced I want to talk to you about some practical things that we can do to connect with God in a significant way in prayer all right, I'm, uh, I want to read a passage from Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a person who very experienced prayer. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 2 and 2 through 4 says, Hanani, everybody say Hanani. If you, ha if you haven't had kids yet, it's a great name. <laughs> I'd probably be bullied forever. Come here. 
Hanani, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews that returned there from captivity and about how things are going in Jerusalem. So he's trying to find out about what has happened in Jerusalem. And this is what they said. They said to me, and I don't know who this morning watching online or here in the building can identify with this following phrase. Things are not going well. I don't know who came to church today thinking about an area in their life where things are not going well. Because the problem with humans is all, you have different categories in life and things that you're experiencing. And right now, some of them might be going awesome. Like your relationships are fantastic. But your eating habits are not. So there are some things in your health that are going haywire. Things that are not going very well. Maybe financially it's amazing. But your kids are not. For some of you it's your relationships. There's somebody in your life. You are meaning to have a difficult conversation since last year when the pandemic started. And you've had that conversation pending. And you think about it, and you think about it, and you think about them, and it gives you anxiety. I don't know who I'm talking about today, but some of you can, can just testify and say, Hey, things are not going well. Here's an area. And the reason why we came to church today is to hear from God that even though things are not going well, and that's a fact... God is still on his throne and that's a fact and he cares for us and that's a fact and we are a child of God yes I am just say yes I am yeah and the person next to me is also say it the person next to me is also sometimes the person says <laughs> so let's talk about prayer Let's talk about prayer. Things are not going very well. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. Now, let's be honest. Do you pray more when things are going well or when they're not? It's interesting that sometimes when everything's fantastic we tend to forget about God and I will take this is just me I'm not speaking for you right now I'm speaking for myself I will take some temporary aggravation if it produces permanent salvation I will take it things that remind me that this earth is not our home. Yesterday I got some unexpected news. A person that I was a pastor for many years, I didn't even know they were sick. Somebody texted me yesterday, say, hey, pray for the family of uh, Tino. His name is Tino. He passed from COVID. I was like, I didn't even know he was sick. So what can we learn about prayer? Let me just share with you 
in this next 25 minutes some important things about prayer. You want to write this down? You can. If you want me to ask me for the PowerPoint, just connect with me. Send, you know, connect with me on social media or in uh, my YouTube channel, whatever, and just say, hey, I want that PowerPoint, and I will share it with you. What happens to churches that are praying churches? Prodigal receiving churches have a passion for God. Notice that Nehemiah, all throughout the book, you see Nehemiah praying. He didn't just pray when things were going wrong. He didn't just pray when things were not going well. He prayed when he heard bad news. He, he prayed before a life-changing message. He prayed when opposition arose. He prayed when something needed correction. He prayed when the people needed forgiveness. He prayed when he finished the book. He prayed at all times. It is a privilege for us to connect with God, not just when things are not going Right, so here's some a couple of principles that I wanna I wanna share with you. Let me let me just move ahead. I wanna I wanna share with you three principles of prayer. Number one, prayer is specific. Prayer is what? Specific. What does that mean? I hear a lot of prayers that are non-specific and they sound good, and church people say amen, even though you don't know what they're asking for. Like for example, people say, "Well, we we have an we have a series coming up in July. I'm going to come back with uh, with my wife. We're going to have some artists every night. We're going to have good music, good preaching. Hopefully, we're going to have gifts. It's going to be fantastic. So we're going to invite you to invite your friends. So people pray like this: Heavenly Father, I'm going. I'm praying right now that you will touch the heart of my neighbor. How does that happen, though? How does a heart get touched? It sounds very spiritual. Touch the heart of my neighbor. And then you're praying, if you're praying that out loud in your small group, people say, amen, amen, touch it, Lord, touch it. What, what does that mean? Prayers need to be specific. Instead of saying, God, please touch the heart of my neighbor, pray a more specific prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I am going to invite my neighbor to attend with me a concert by Selah in my church. And I'm asking that when I invite him, he's going to say yes to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Say, Heavenly Father, I am praying today that over the next week or over the next month, I would love to meet the love of my life and I would like to be married with a kid next year this time. Amen. Can somebody, can, uh, do I not hear no feedback? Is there no feedback from the crowd? <laughs> Are you not tired of your kids living with you? Do you not want them out of the house? Well, pray this prayer for me. <laughs> By the way, my wife and I just became empty nesters two years ago. And some people told me, when you empty nesters, like, you miss your kids, and they're, they're like always on your mind. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't have to hide my food. <laughs> like my wife makes this awesome vegetarian meat empanadas, and when she makes them, and we put them in the refrigerator, the next day I wake up with certain expectations. <laughs> There's 20 empanadas. I figured 
I'm going to have at least one for breakfast. When my kids are at home, there's no empanadas. They eat everything. And the problem is, it's like locusts. They bring their friends who are locusts as well. And they eat all my food. Don't wash my dishes and leave a mess in my house. I rebuke that in Jesus' name today. <laughs> Clean after yourself. You have to be specific. Now, well, I, I like a job. Okay, what job? What do you want to do? How do you know, which is number two here, it has to be measurable. How can you measure whether the prayer was answered if you were not specific? I want to be as specific as I can with my request for God. He has the sovereignty to tell me yes or no or wait. Oh, that's just crazy, Roger. But I want to be as specific as I can. Y'all following me? Number one, specific. Number two, it needs to be measurable. And number three, it needs to be constant. I believe after 30 years of being a pastor and seeing spiritual warfare and talking to people who pray and talking to people who don't and seeing prayers answers and other prayers not answered, after 30 years of us analyzing prayer, I want to tell you something that I've noticed. You're going to feel like not praying right before your miracle. Because the devil can see it coming. But you can't. So you start seeing some, man, I pray, nothing happens. So how long did you pray? A week. Really? That's, that's it? It's, it's right. You heard the phrase, darkest before the dawn. It's right before your miracle. It's right before something's about to happen. That the devil's going to try to get you to stop praying. It's not going to happen. God's not listening. He doesn't care about you. And he brings discouragement. So what, what, can, what can bridge that gap between your prayer, your petition, right, and your provision? What bridges that gap? Let me give you a spiritual principle that I found. Between my petition and my provision, here's, here's, here's what, what, what helps me bridge and keep constant in prayer. I want to trust in God's promises while the truth becomes real. That's what keeps, what's what bridges. I don't know if you, you understood what I'm saying. I know I have an accent, but I wish somebody would say amen to that, right? I have to trust in God's promises while the truth becomes real. Like the truth, like I know he's going to do for me what he needs to do for me. I know that in my heart, but it hasn't happened yet. I don't feel it yet. Like I want to get rid of this anxiety. I want I want some some financial blessings. I want to pass this class. I want I want there there's some things in my life that I want to overcome. There's some sins that I have been battling. There's some things that have been separating me from God that I want to overcome, right? 
and, and the Bible says that if I trust in him, he's going to forgive me from all of my sins. But I don't feel like that has happened. I still feel guilty about things God has already forgiven me for. But what happens? I need to trust his promises while the truth becomes real. Even though I don't feel forgiven, I am forgiven because God says I'm forgiven. And I trust his promises while the truth becomes real. And even though I have not been financially blessed, God promises he's going to take care of my needs. So I, when that, until that happens, I'm going to trust the promises while the truth becomes real. Whatever it is that you're going through, trust the promises while the truth becomes real. constant I'm not going to let you go because every time you pray it's not about producing a specific outcome it's about perfecting your ability to receive God's provision before Jesus can do something for you he has to do something in you one of my favorite passages in scriptures is this. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Now to him who is able, can, can we all read it? Can we just declare that? Can we just declare it and receive it and say, yep, yep, that's for me today. Now to him, let's read it together. Now to him who is able to do what? More than all we ask or imagine, like there's some things you haven't even imagined that God will do for you according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, I want to de dedicate this last part to five principles and five ways that God answers prayer. Can you say that in 10 minutes? Yes, I can. Number one, prayer can change circumstances, but it always changes you. Prayer can change circumstances, but it always changes you. I don't know who, who needs to hear what I'm about to say. I don't know who needs to hear it. I wish, like at the end, you would tell me that specific phrase was for me today, Pastor. All right? So here, here goes the phrase. God not only blesses us, in what he provides he also blesses us in what he withholds God not only blesses us in what he provides he blesses us in what he withholds everything every gift some of the gift some of the greatest gifts that God has given me in my life is some withdrawals some relationships he cut the reason I'm married to my beautiful wife today is because he cut another relationship or somebody that I thought I was going to marry and I had my mind set on it and God said nope and now that I look back 30 years like we're celebrating 30 years from knowing each other this year this is fantastic right this is an accomplishment she's put up with 30 years from me I, I, I celebrate the fact that God has set some, has closed some doors. He does not always change your circumstances, but your prayer always changes you. Number two, prayer precedes strategy, informs it, and helps it su succeed. We don't pray to ask God to rubber stamp our plans. We pray to ask God, what are your plans that we can join you in? in the city of Greensboro. Number three, 
Nothing happens until you pray. Nothing much happens if you only pray. There's some action that needs to be taken. Prayer and action go together. Okay, you pray. Now, now okay, you pray for a job. Now go apply for one. You pray for a girlfriend. Talk to some girls. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting on my man. Like, how, what, what, what? Are you supposed to just, hey, oh, hey, here you are. <laughs> this is not back to the future, bro. This is not back to the future. This is not how it works. Nothing much happens until you pray. Nothing much happens if you only pray. Number four, God does not give explanations. He gives solutions. Why does God allow my, my friend to rest in him? Why does God answer some prayers and others he doesn't? Why does that God give me some things I'm asking for and some things he doesn't? I have no idea. But when I don't see his hand, I trust his heart. I, just because I don't get it, it doesn't mean it's not from God. Just because I don't agree with it, it doesn't mean it's not a blessing. This, 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 this prayer of like, why, why God, why, 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 why? And you, see, you hear silence on the other side of the line. Is because he's more interested in giving you solutions than he is in giving you answers. Because even if he gave you answers, you would not be satisfied. Like, how, how does having an answer change me? I think I, I had this illustration when I, when I came here last time. I, I was in, in, a, in a green room back there, and I had my wallet with $1,000 in it. This is an illustration, because I'm married. I don't have $1,000 in my wallet. <laughs> Imagine that I leave the green room, and I come here, and I preach, and I go back, and my wallet's gone. How? And I say, why, God? Why? And some of you are trying to explain to me, let me tell you why your wallet was stolen. Your wallet was stolen because the person who stole it had a terrible childhood. They were not breastfeed when they were a kid. So they have issues of alienation with their parents. And then they chose a life of crime and they stole your wallet. And after you explain all the reasons why my wallet was stolen, how does it change my situation? I still don't have a wallet. Isn't it better for somebody to catch the person who stole my wallet, bring it back to me, and give it to me now with a thousand dollars, with a million dollars? This is what God does for us. He does not give us explanations. He gives us solutions. The worst thing that the devil could throw at us, which is death, Jesus already has overcome. Not explanations, solutions. Number five. I'm, I'm saying this in Spanish because I, I, I met some Spanish people when I was coming in. I said, I'm going to put a slide in Spanish. There you go. But this is America. Well, today we speak in Spanish. <laughs> you know, Latinos, we have a motto. You all don't know it. I'm just going to share it. Some insider information from our community. Hispanic people, we have a secret motto. It is this. One day, we will be your neighbor. <laughs> Prayer does not guarantee this is what it says right there prayer does not guarantee the other person you're praying for is going to change it just makes it harder for them to stay the same it's not guaranteed it just makes it harder for them to stay the same okay and here's the 
the, my last slide. I'm going to sing a song after this, and I want to pray that your prayer life can be encouraged, that you stop praying because of guilt or a box that is checked. Because the purpose of prayer is to get God, not to get things from God. God is the ultimate. God, not things you get from God. God, the reason we pray is to get God. And it's our privilege to pray. I want you to leave here encouraged that prayer does make a difference. That it can help you. That it's a practical thing that we can do to connect with a God Almighty that knows me better than I know myself. So here are some, here's five ways that God answers prayer. And then I'm going to have a prayer and we're going to sing a song. And we're going to rejoice in a God that is the master of the universe but has time to listen for us, to listen to us. Amen. All right. When you pray your prayer, this is intensely practical. This you can take home. If you haven't listened to anything I've said this morning, listen to this. This was life-changing for me. I read this in an article, and I thought it's fantastic. And I've preached it ever since because it speaks to my heart. When you pray and request something from God, God will answer you in five different ways. Number one is A. Let, let's see how you read Spanish. Can you read that in Spanish? Okay, after no is a comma. No. When you pray, God will say no, comma. I love you too much. Remember, God blesses us not in what he provides only, but He also in what he withholds. Sometimes when we pray, God says, no, I love you too much to give you this. You don't get it right now, but you will get it later. 20 years from now, you look back on this experience and say, I am so thankful I didn't get that job. I am so thankful. Have you ever gone on Facebook and looked at a previous relationship and said, man, I'm glad that's over. Because <laughs> their bio says train wreck. And they wanted to get, take you along. And that, at that point, you thought you could fix them. But now you know better. God will say you know, will tell you no. I love you too much. Number two. The second way he answers our prayer is yes. But you're going to have to wait. I hate that answer. I hate it. Anybody else hate it? I hate it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like my kid, right? We have a special, we bought you a gift. If my son especially, I said, we bought you a surprise. What is it? 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 I want to know. 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 I want to going to give it to you tonight. No, now, 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 now. Yes, but you're going to have to wait. Number three, number three. Yes, but I am not going to answer like you thought I was. The answer is yes to your prayer. But I'm going to give you a different job. The answer is yes to your prayer. But it's going to be in a different way, in a different form. You're going to get the same result that you're asking for, but in a different... You're just going to go, instead of 85, you're going to go 26. Four. Yes. I love this one. This one's my favorite. Yes. 
And not only am I going to give you what you're asking for, I'm going to give you, in addition to that, something else. Anybody here pray for a child and they got twins? Sort of like that, but in other ways. Yes. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but have you ever, have you ever applied for a job and they say, yes. Yes, you're going to and you get the company car. What? Yes. And you get a month's vacation. What? Yes. You get, <laughs> you get this handsome, and he also does the dishes. Yes. Yes. And I love those yes and. Anybody, anybody love those yes and? Anybody got those, one of those that you're like, oh my word, man, it's amazing. Yes and, yes and, yes and. Give me some other yes and, Lord. And the last one. When we ask for something, God says, no, I love you too much. Yes, well, you're going to have to wait. Yes, but I'm going to give it to you in a different way. Yes, and... And the last one is, yes. Why did you wait to, so long to ask? This is going to sound a little harsh and straightforward, but I'm just going to say it in love. Sometimes we are Christians that operate as functional atheists. We believe that God is somewhere up there. We go see him once a week in church. But I got to take care of my life. Like I have to get ahead. I have to make sure that I strive for excellence. I need to make sure that I do the contacts. I, I take out the supernatural elements from my life. And while I say I believe in Jesus, I act as if he's not really involved in my life. And I don't want that for me. And I don't want that for you. And I am going to ask today, is there anybody here? When we read that passage in the more, that, that text about 25 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, that says things are not going very well. You came to church today discouraged with doubts you came to church today with uh, difficulties you came to church today uh, depressed you came to church today despondent all the D's came to church today you're like man I wish there was something there to encourage me I want to pray for you today this is what I'm going to ask you to do even during the season where we've been disconnected from each other I want to pray for you today I want to pray so the God of all understanding and of all peace will send you home with his. That you will not go home with the same worry that you came in here with. That you will trust his promises while the truth becomes real. So I want to pray for you. Is there anybody, this is not for everybody. Is there anybody here that has an area in their life right now that is out of control? That you need specific prayer for? If this is you. Just join me here in the altar. Come bring your problems and go back with your blessings. Anybody that is here that says, Pastor, I need specific prayer for an area in my life that I need God to intervene in. Just come, come join me.
by the way, we'll have everybody stand. And this is for you. This prayer request was for you. If this invitation is for you, I'm going to ask you to leave your seat. You can socially distance here in the altar. We have a huge altar, right? And just, just say, hey, things are not going too well in this area. Things are not going too well over here things are not going too well over there things are not going to where too well but i trust god and i trust his promises while the truth becomes real right we're gonna have a song after this song i'm gonna let this song minister to you after this song i'm gonna have a prayer i'm gonna have my prayer at this prayer not just for God to do something for you but to do something in you because the purpose of prayer is not to get the primary purpose of prayer is not to get things from God is to get God and today we're going to ask that his incredible presence and provision will be in our home, in our lives in our homes in our situation we want to speak truth and life and faith into whatever it is happening to you so let's sing this song together and then I'll have prayer